0: Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing Designer This or Designer That? Even Designer Furniture. On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the Designer Prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or DesignerLooks.com.
1: If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online Online with Bill Alexander Bill Alexander.
0: Hi everyone, yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander. Here on our flagship station, WMCK.FM, McKeesport, 1075 FM, WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM, Huntington Community Radio, Huntington, PA, you can also find us at HOFMRadio.com, Mixtape Radio International, mtri.co.uk, Awakens.eu, Steel FM at steelfm.org, WWSX 99.1 Radio Rehoboth, RadioRehoboth.com, OrcaRadio, OrcaRadio.CoffeeCup.com, Owensburg, Kentucky, and also on Parkway106, Parkway106.com, Pittsburgh, PA, and of course, we're online every Monday night live at italknet.com. And we're also on WMCK every Monday night live, too. Come to think of it, Hi everyone, hope everything's going fine for you, and yes, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, at least I hope there is. And speaking of the light at the end of the tunnel, we're going to be talking about that e- that this evening with my guest, uh, John Daly. John, how are you doing?
1: Hey Bill, just doing great, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to the end of everything tomorrow as well. <laughs> well, will it actually
0: be over tomorrow, or will we be going through the weekend or even through the end of the month?
1: I, I, I don't think it'll be over tomorrow. I think uh, the way I've got it is I, that I think uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania uh, will certainly not be decided and their votes might not be cast or counted until until maybe Friday or so. Right. And uh, if the only way um, that would be over tomorrow night or let's say by midnight would be that Trump or Biden would have to run the table on Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, and North Carolina, and Arizona and Nevada. Now, and you have probably s- not have not have Michigan and Pennsylvania uh, Pennsylvania counted yet.
0: Now, you you have seen the same thing I've had where they've talked about the mail in ballots, how the uh, how the uh, increase of voting has happened because right now in some states they're actually. More mail in ballots than there were votes in twenty sixteen,
1: yeah, and yeah, and we just and we just don't know if it's going to be are they are they all going to be Democrats who are voting early because of the covid or is it is it going to be both i I have a sneaking suspicion there'll be a lot of Republicans in there in the mail in ballots too. But again, you think about
0: it, whenever this whole thing started, Trump said that the mail-in ballots were going to be, uh, it's going to be a fraud, it's going to be a fake, they're not going to be, they're going to be uh, fraudulent. And how many Republicans do you think actually took him seriously on that?
1: Well, there could be a lot, but at the same time, too, he says it's okay in Florida.
0: Yeah, it, it, well, no. in, okay, one state out of uh, out of 50 then, Okay. <laughs> That you could do it. Now, Pennsylvania announced, and I guess this has been announced last few weeks, that they've noticed new registrations in the state, uh, two to one Republican um, Mm -hmm. over Democrat, which is very interesting because PA has always been a majority Democrat state. Now, yes, the last time around, Trump did win, but Trump was able to get that union vote which he has now disappointed in some ways, and Biden's trying to go back against that, that working labor uh, that working labor vote again, which he may have a shot at this time around.
1: Well, I think he does. Now, in my projection, I actually have Trump taking Pennsylvania again, and I'm kind of looking at Western PA. So to be honest with you, I, I let me ask you, what do you think? What are you picking as far as Pennsylvania? I'm, you're right there.
0: I'm really thinking that it may, I think it's going to be close, but I have this gut feeling that it's going to be Biden that takes it because the people that um, the rallies that we have been seeing is it's the same people going over and over again. He's not speaking to anybody new. He's speaking to his base. Biden, when he goes out, he's actually getting crowds there of people that didn't either didn't vote before or didn't feel that it was necessary to vote in 2016 because they bought the media hype that Hillary was going to win automatically. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to be close, but I think there's going to be—I think it's going to be—I uh, think it's going to be Biden that wins it. And I also think, and my fingers are crossed. I think that um, the Senate seats in PA, the majority of them, are going to go Democrats too, because I think most people are going to vote for straight ticket.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, do you think that the oh, the so-called violence that happened in, in Philadelphia is going to take away from? Biden voters in the eastern part of the state?
0: No, because I think Scranton, Lackawanna, and Luzerne counties are going to be the ones that are going to actually pull him over top. I really do. From what I've been watching and from what I've been reading, um, I, think that's I think that's what's going to be able to get him over the top. It's just hopefully, if the people did not do mail-in ballots already, they're going to be able to get out and vote. Now, one thing going for Pennsylvania tomorrow, the weather's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. So it it will be interesting to see how it plays out, because um, a lot of the things, and this is interesting, too, when Pence and Trump has come into the state of Pennsylvania, they have not gone to the center of the state. They have gone in Erie, Beaver County, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Scranton, Philadelphia. And the reason I say that is odd is because they're not going to the heartland of PA because they're trying to get as many people as they can. And a lot of the people that were coming to Beaver County and Pittsburgh were coming from Ohio, West Virginia, and coming down from uh, New York and that area. You look in this, the uh, other part, you had people coming in from Maryland. You had people coming in from Delaware. You had people coming in from New York. They didn't try to do a rally in the middle of the state. Now they may think they have the middle of the state want run, um, one already but you have a big agricultural vote in the middle of the state and i don't think the farmers are happy with trump right now
1: interesting okay that's 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 great perspective because you're still hearing and i'm trying to remember which state i think it was in iowa that a lot of the farmers were at, at, like you were saying kind of pissed off at trump but they were still going to vote for him
0: which makes no sense to me whatsoever i agree that i I just don't understand why people are voting against their own personal interest. now, one thing, and I spoke to someone about this two weeks ago, is that I was always taught you 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 vote your vocation, you vote your job, and you lobby your hobby. But a lot of people are voting because of their hobbies, which is dealing with guns. And anything that's pertaining to that and the Second Amendment is what everybody's worried about. They said right now gun sales have gone up, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, almost twofold within the last week. Mm -hmm. And with Walmart pulling guns off the shelves and now putting them back on again after the election, it's going to be very interesting to see if there's this violence that they're predicting.
1: I got to tell you, I know a lot of people who are holding their breath trying to figure it out. Now I'm down in the South here, so I'm 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 kind of wondering myself, and uh, I have connections in Vegas who are saying, you know, they're a little concerned about it as well. So, well, um, it's a good question. The next 24 hours are going to be are going to be riveting and also very frightening. You're in North Carolina right now. Where is that going to go? Um, I'm predicting North Carolina is going to go Trump. Uh, okay, I, I I think Trump's going to run the table in the South. Um, and from what I can tell from people down here, uh, and again, I'm I'm kind of on the border of North and South Carolina. South Carolina is definitely going to go Trump. Uh, is going to go Trump. Um, I, I, I think Lindsey Graham's going to win. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Harrison's going to win. I'd be really surprised if he did. Um, but I think in North Carolina, I think it's going to be close. Uh, but I do think I do think Trump's going to hold on to it. I've I've got. I've got Biden winning two seventy one to two sixty five, and I got him running through the South. I think this whole, this stuff of of Texas and Georgia are gonna are gonna turn blue. There's no way they're gonna turn blue. They may in four years. They're not gonna turn blue. Well, that's that's just a bunch of bullshit. Well, I was I I was gonna I just don't believe that. I
0: was gonna ask you that if you thought they were gonna turn blue because they're spending a lot of money in Georgia, and in Texas, and in Florida. Do you see Florida turning blue before Georgia and Texas?
1: Um, I would, yeah, but I just, I just see. I, I think Florida is going to stick with Trump. I, I think North Carolina is going to stick with him. Um, I do think. I think I'm pretty safe. I, I feel pretty safe about Wisconsin and Michigan going for Biden, and I think Arizona is going to go for Biden. Mm-hmm. To me, where I see the race being is is. Pennsylvania, we just talked about where you are, uh, and then also Nevada, where I lived for 20 years. Uh, right now, I've got it. I've got Nevada winning, and that's what puts Biden over the top. Okay. 271 to 267. But my intelligence on the ground tells me uh, there, there has been a big minority turnout uh, in Nevada. However, there are a lot of people who were really upset with the Democratic governor, Steve Sisolak, because he closed down a lot of businesses during the pandemic, um, put some restrictions on them. Yes, most of them are open now. But he left the casinos wide open. Yeah. And so for the locals, that's a really annoying thing. And I, I keep hearing rumblings from people saying they're really pissed off at Sisolak and they will take it out on Biden. And I wouldn't be surprised. Nevada has been has been lately a little bit more blue than it is red. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. They've got that. They've got that conservative, uh, you know, stand on your own, you know, Western streak. You don't trust anybody in you know in D.C. or New York or anything like that. So there's a part of me. I am predicting Nevada. I am predicting Nevada to go to Biden. But I do think that to me is is my is my real toss-up state. That and Pennsylvania are the two that I was like, eh, I'm just just not certain.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm surprised that you have Arizona in that group because that went, I mean, that has a Republican governor there. And with all the the flack that was going on with the border wall and everything else, I kind of thought that Arizona would um, stay red. However, um, what I've been looking at also is I've also been noticing that it looks like it's going to flip blue.
1: So yeah, that's, that's gonna, what I think. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah.
0: Which is interesting because a lot of those people that didn't retire to Florida retired to Arizona.
1: And, um, yeah, but there's also, there's also a pretty big Hispanic yes. uh, uh, community there. So I, I feel somewhat confident and, and I do think, I do think like Arizona is going to become a blue state. Um, Nevada will become a more blue state. I do think in four years, there's a good chance Texas, Florida, and Georgia could become blue states because what you're seeing is is you're just seeing um, older white people dying off. And and (laughs) from the latest statistics I saw, there's there's 5 million less less older white voters this year than there were in in 2016. And you're you're certainly beginning to see the millennials – that are if if not in this voting cycle in the next one, they will become the dominant voting group over the baby boomers, and so I think you're beginning to see it. So, you know the trends that you were talking about as far as Texas, Georgia, Florida, and North Carolina, yeah, that trend's happening. I, I just don't I just don't think it's happening now, and I, I can I can hear the Democrats being way overly optimistic and and overblowing it, um, but at that at some point yes it is changing and we are seeing the demos changing and you're going to start seeing younger people who are you know who are now in their 20s and 30s and maybe getting into their 40s who are mixed marriages yes i've got i have a lot of my friends who have sons and daughters who have married very successfully uh, interracial marriages and have you know and i have a lot of my buddies who have uh, grandkids mm-hmm. who are, who are, who are mixed race. And it's not a big deal. And I think you're beginning to see that. And I do think that, that that's beginning to happen. And I think the other thing is, is that I think that the kids in their twenties, thirties and forties, when they wake up financially, they're going to say, why are we paying for all these baby boomers <laughs> when they're only paying in about a third for their Medicare and we've got to pay in the, the rest of the two thirds. And now we've got technology that's taking away jobs and salaries. I, I think you're going to start seeing a change, a drastic change. And I think they're going to go, you know what, I'm I going to take care of my kids. I I'm, I shouldn't be taking care of my parents. So And uh, I think that's going to happen. But I, I don't think it's going to happen until 2024. So
0: with you saying that, if Biden would win tomorrow, that means because mm-hmm. I don't see Biden running for a second term. I see that Correct. be Harris running for president. And you're saying that we may finally see our first woman president?
1: Well, I, to me, I would say yes. Okay, unless she something drastic right. happens that you know, or she does something you know that that turns off a lot of people. Um, I could you know, and again, Looking Glass. Okay, if Biden wins, uh, then Harris runs as president. I, I believe she puts in someone like Pete Buttigieg. As oh, I president.
0: oh, I agree. I mean, that would just make sense.
1: Yeah, um, but you know, again, that's four years down the road I, I kept telling people there was like two weeks out from the election to go, that's a long time yeah in 2020 that's a long long time <laughs> and i can't believe we're even here tomorrow so. well the
0: funny thing is that you you talk about buddha and harris and if you look at those that group of boxes that you need to check for the per- perfect team that would be it right there um because it hits every demographic and every social economic group and every whatever you're looking at it's there but um, tomorrow is the question, what's going to happen? Now, we went through the whole month of October. Was there an October surprise?
1: I think they tried to launch one. And I, I keep getting, you know, I, I get all these different conspiracy theory things. Uh, but I do think that the, you know, the Rudy Giuliani thing about Hunter. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was another one that came out and it was, I can't think what the name of it was. Um but they were, they were tying uh, Joe Biden to uh, Xi Jinping yes, and, and the whole China thing and uh, Hunter getting a payment. And, I mean, those things got debunked really quickly. And the goofy thing is is they got debunked by, like, Fox News. Fox yes. News wouldn't even pick them up. So uh, I think they're kind of running out of stuff. Uh, on top of I don't know if you've uh, read David Sanger's book, the, his book that's out now. Um, it's it's one of the scariest books you'll read, and it's about you know it's about the Russian infiltration yes uh, during the uh, uh, during the election in two thousand sixteen, and it's like it's it, it's called the uh, it's called the perfect was it called the perfect weapon I think it's called the perfect weapon yeah and um, I mean he's he's got it down you know it's good journalism uh, it's really good writing and it's like it all points to Russia. And I know everybody wants to put China in there. And, and and again, I think a lot of the stuff that Trump was saying about China is right. We've got to worry about them. We, they've got to be, you know, kind of our what the Soviet Union was to us in the, you know, in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Um, but he's going about it all wrong. I mean, we're losing allies uh, because we're not forming together to go up against. China. Right. And so I think I think. The majority of people, and I think the majority of the news media, and I know a lot of people, oh, the liberal media. No, it's not the liberal media. It's the media that's literally looking at facts and making sure that things are substantiated. And none of the stuff that they brought up has been substantiated uh, about Joe and Hunter Biden. And so, but we do know, you know, I, I always tell people, when you start making the thing, oh, Russia, it's a hoax or something like that, I always say, did you read the Mueller report And if they say, no, I haven't, I go, then you can't talk about that. I read the Mueller report. Yes, The Mueller report is so damning against Russia and against Trump. And if you read it, and it's Mueller, it's Mueller who's a prosecutor, who's looking at that. And if you look at that, and I I just think that, you know, and again, you're going to have 35 to 40 percent of Trump people. And there's about 60 percent of people who are going to be. You know who are going to probably look at the facts and kind of get the idea. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they're going to look and they're going to say Russia's a big part of all this, and yeah, China's not a good actor, but they're not trying to put Trump back in the White House, and they're not, and and Biden's not exactly siding with China either.
0: But how can you how can you say China is this threat when you see Trump courting them, not only for the U.S. government but for all his personal interests that he has? I mean, Absolutely. Ivanka had got copy or, or uh, copyrights or names patented mm-hmm. just after the election, which is unheard of that quickly. And all this stuff that they're doing over there, and it's like, wait a minute, how can we trust him when he says China's bad, but it's okay for him to deal with China? The other thing is now, the big thing that I think is interesting is the money that they say he has due. Um, in real estate investments and deals that are due during the next four years, is that going to affect his presidency if he wins?
1: Oh, oh, I, I, I think, I think definitely, uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, Oh, if he loses, he'll be on the next train to Moscow. Yeah. And I go going like, there's no way he's going to Moscow <laughs> and the, for the simple reason that if he's not president, Putin can't make his money because <laughs> he's going to be losing everything. That's true. So, there's no way he's going to that putin needs him in to to keep making him money and to keep the chaos going so that they can uh, they can have what they want um, now, if anything i think he goes to uh, turkey if he's going if he's going to flee the country him that's and rudy. where he's going to go
0: yeah him and rudy going to turkey uh, yeah i i just again i just think the whole situation is just just amazing because 4 years ago when he won First off, we never thought it would be possible for him to win, but yet he had that core group of people that put him over. And now that core group of people have become radicalized. I mean, just for what we've seen over the weekend with bridges being shut down, with buses being surrounded, that this this Trump this Trump mentality is just amazing. And I never thought we could see it. I have a 13-year-old daughter who said, Dad, it's occult behavior. And I'm going, mm-hmm. you're 13 and you're telling me this?
1: Yeah. She's right. No, she's absolutely yeah. right. And it's, it's my it's my my wife is, uh, and she's a pretty good political observer, and she calls it Soames disease. And that's S-O-W-M-S. It's okay. called Scared Old White Man Syndrome. <laughs> I like it. Okay. And uh, and then she says that the, the, for the women it's sow, so it's a uh, scared old white woman uh-huh. syndrome. And um, and and she's right. Um, you know, when I see certain people who who I think are you know fairly smart people or people I've known for a while, and they're 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 voting for Trump, and I'm like, I I can kind of understand. I can kind of understand, okay, the China thing. Okay, he wants to stop the trade war. Okay. At the same time, too, it's like having a trade deficit is not controlling our economy. Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand that maybe he helped you in your retirement dollars. That's all gone by the wayside. I, I mean, his handling of the COVID has completely wiped out anything that would keep our economy going, that would keep people uh, feeling confident about the future. And not only that, he's, he comes across unhinged yes, and he just comes across as being very divisive, even with his own people. The fact he says he's going to fire Fauci makes absolutely no sense. Well, I'm glad you brought
0: that up because he said that at a rally, I guess it was yesterday where he made that comment and mm-hmm. people were yelling fire Fauci in the background. Yeah, And these yeah. are the people that weren't wearing masks, that weren't socially distancing at these events.
1: Well, and again, I don't think those people go to the events because they're going to vote for them. I think they go to the events because it's an event. It's like going to a rock concert. Well, and I agree. And, they get the, and it's a it's the, it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show from, <laughs> from remember when we were kids.
0: Yes, I like that. That's a great analogy. That really is. Um, I call it... Um, I I say the whole thing, and I've mentioned this the other day to someone. I call it a bandwagon syndrome because everybody has to be connected to a winner. And because they see Trump as being a winner, they are buying the merchandise. They're putting the flags up. They're doing all this stuff like they would for a sports team in their city or for a rock band or whatever it may be. They may not vote for him, but they want to look like they're voting for him. Yeah. There are yeah, home, yeah, they're part of a team. There are homes in this area that you can tell these people don't have two dimes to rub together, but doggone it, they have four or five Trump flags that cost 20 to $25 yep. a piece hanging in front of their house. They may not have yep. shingles on their roofs, they have tarps over top, but they have the Trump flags. And it's like, I don't understand how these people are, in a lot of cases are voting against their own interest or they don't understand that they're voting against their own interest.
1: Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I I agree with you. And I think it's also, it's just part of the fear of of what they don't see or what's coming up. Um, you know, when you were talking about the, um, about the flags and, and, and the banners on, on the, or the signs on the front lawn, um, you know, in our previous conversations before I was telling you how, uh, I wrote a column in August of uh, 2015 that I predicted Trump. I didn't predict him necessarily to win the presidency, but I predicted him to win the primary and to become the Republican candidate and to come very close in the popular vote, but I did, I, th- I thought he would lose to Hillary mm-hmm. in the electoral vote. But the fact that I, I predicted this 14 months before the election, and a lot of people said to me, how did you get that? How did you figure that out, that you got that close? And I said, one of the reasons was because I was spending a lot of time in Ohio. And everywhere I went in Ohio, all I saw were Trump signs. I never saw Hillary signs. And, so, and again, I, I haven't been in Ohio as much. Again, I'm mostly in North Carolina. Uh, but here in North Carolina in 2016, I, I never saw a Hillary sign." at least when i'm driving through the south here and again we're in kind of a little bit of the rural south here so it's 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 certainly more trump country than than it would be anything else um i'm actually seeing biden signs yeah. biden harris signs are you beginning to see that in western pa as well
0: well what's interesting about that is in um in may because our election here our primaries in may and I think they had to push it off until June because of COVID. But you start seeing the signs in March. And for a long time, all you did see were Trump signs. Well, within the last two to three weeks, there are Biden-Harris signs showing up. And not just a few. There's a lot of them. And it's interesting because you'll have a Trump sign, and then you'll have a Biden sign in the yard next to it, a Trump sign and a Biden sign, and so on and so forth. So I'm starting to think that people are... Um, I just think it's very interesting that they are giving the opportunity now to see these signs that we didn't see Mm -hmm. before. Now, one other thing I find is very interesting is that um, I don't remember having to pay for political signs. I always remember the parties giving them to them. But yet we have roadside stands here that are trump for trump, and these people are making a buck off this stuff, which is amazing. And you know, most of it's not even made in this country; that it's being made probably in China, Taiwan, or wherever it's coming
1: from. Wow, I, I you know, because I, I've never bought a sign or, or done anything, you know, political to. Uh, you know, push one candidate or another. So I, I never, I never knew that. I never even knew they were free from the political party, and I never. Knew, oh yeah, you have to go out and pay for them. Now. Well, wow, I, I,
0: I worked for, I worked for. I, I'll be honest. I'll go back. I worked for the Kerry Edwards campaign, um, uh-huh. in the two thousands, and we would give signs out to people to put in their yards. We would even put them in the yards for them. And now all of a sudden you have to buy your signs from the candidate's website. Or like I said, there's these roadside stands, um, one that's been about, it's less than 10 miles from me, that this guy, they have four RVs set up with Trump paraphernalia and there are people standing there buying this stuff and they're not, it's not nickel and dime. They're dropping money. And they're dropping good money on it. And a lot of it, you know, is not being authorized by the campaign because it has a different font. It has a different look to it. It looks like someone made it themselves. Um, The one I love, (laughs) and this one really bothers me. It says, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president.
1: (laughs) Well, that's that's from the from the Bible. I don't know if you know I, that, I right? didn't know that. Um, yeah. I, I in <laughs> fact, it's from the old Testament. And even though Jesus <laughs> wasn't around in the Old Testament, it's still in there. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: <laughs> I never thought of that. You're probably right. <laughs> um, uh, that That is. It's it's scary as what it is. But anyhow, you're listening to Online with Bill Alexander here on WMCK.FM. McKeesport, 107.5 FM, WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington Community Radio, Mixtape Radio International, Awakens.eu, Steel FM, uh, WWSX Radio 99.1, Rehoboth, Delaware, Orca Radio, Parkway 106, and of course here at iTalkNet. Dot com. Anyway, John, so we're talking about all this, and, and it just, it, it, the whole COVID situation, do you feel that that has skewed the election, the election in a different area that it wouldn't have gone into if we wouldn't have had this thing start last March?
1: Oh, a- a- absolutely, and that's that that's the main factor. Uh, let, let, let's go back to a couple of things that we talked about and then tie it into the COVID. First, remember, I was talking to you about how many older white people yeah. ha, ha, who have died, 5 million less voters from 2016, uh, 5 million less voters now compared to 2016. Now add in the COVID and, 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 and how there's probably a lot more that have passed away as a result of that. Also add in the fact that, and, and I think when where you're beginning to see some of the older voters gravitating more towards Biden I think COVID has a lot to do with that. I think they feel very vulnerable um, because of that. Uh, I, then the other thing is, is and I, I've said this a couple of times, and I have a lot of people agree with me, if, if, if Donald Trump had come out in, in March and said, hey, wear a mask, uh, we're, we're going to put in stringent testing, uh, we're, you know maybe we're not going to shut you down, but we're, we're going to make sure that we, we kill this thing. And, and the federal government is going to step in there and really do some things in addition to let's have more stimulus so we can tell people you don't have to go to work. You can stay home. If he had done that, this would have been a landslide for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He, he, he would have been walking in as president. Um, the, the COVID's the thing that's turned it around. Now, as a result of it, you're hearing, you know, I'm hearing a a ton of these conspiracy theories is that, you know, it it was China helping the Democrats. Yeah, I heard that. They released it. They did this genetic thing. So
0: yeah, they did it. To me, they did it. And that's why all Europe, Europe is dealing with it too. And their countries are in lockdown again.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, you know, what I say to, you know, to Biden supporters or, or Democrats, is that, look, you know, if Joe Biden wins, and and again, I'm pushing for Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden should be in there because I think Trump's been a disaster as far as taking care of it. But Joe Biden's going to have a very tough road to hoe. The next two or three months on this are going to be absolutely brutal. Um, I've been um, – one of my rare accomplishments is I passed the Johns Hopkins test for contact tracing. So I'm actually – a uh, a certified contact tracer now. Okay. And going through all of that, um, and you just, you realize how, how right Fauci and the other doctors have been in saying that, okay, once the summer gets over, wait till we get in the fall and we are seeing it now. And I can only imagine what's going to happen You know, when we run into Thanksgiving, we run into Christmas, I I mean, I mean,
0: just what we're seeing now with kids going back to school and kids going back to college and all this stuff. And I'm thinking we knew this was going to happen. Now, what we were doing to prevent it may not have been 100%, but it's better than losing innocent lives. And yet, we're all worried about getting the economy going. We got to get the kids back to school. We got to do this. We got to do this. It's not that we had to do it. The parents were getting tired of the kids being at home, the parents were tired of not going to work. And some of them were actually making more money staying at home than they were going to work. And it it just it just turned into this thing because we never had to deal with something like this before, and why we never had a plan in place before 2020 is beyond me, because Trump is trying well, we to. Did. Well, we did, but unfortunately, they didn't use it. But they talked about the swine flu N1 swine flu N1H1, how that killed so many lives. I'm going, I remember it, but I don't remember it like this. At least yeah. it was controlled. Yes, we lost lives, but it was controlled to the most part.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the other thing it's done, and this is, this is what I say to, the, to you know to the Democrats or whoever's supporting Biden is that you know, yeah, he wins, and you know, and that's great, but you know what, it, his work has just started.: Yes, and what what we've realized through this pandemic is that it's exposed two really big things one we have a horrible healthcare system yes uh the fact that we couldn't we couldn't take take care of this pandemic or at least you know granted maybe a couple of months it's going to be bad and then get rid of it the fact that we haven't been able to do that Uh, then you start looking into statistics and you know what as far as you know lifespan you know the united states is like 28th in the world Mm -hmm. i mean we beat costa rica you know, and with all the money we pay, I mean, that's not really good. The other thing is, is we saw the in- income inequality. Oh, yes. Definitely. I mean, the fact that, you know, people couldn't go two months w- with no pay uh, and they're they're out on the street. They're they're really suffering. Well, and so what the covid's done is it's exposed those two things, our health care system in the income inequality, and that has got to change.
0: But when you think of income inequality, you think of people that are below the poverty line. You had people in the middle class, or so-called middle class, that were living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And once that paycheck was taken out, they had no savings. They had nothing saved for a situation like this. And you, mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of it, I never thought I would see some of the people driving into um, into the food distribution lines, driving BMWs, driving Mercedes, driving Audis, driving all these high-end vehicles, because they didn't know where their next check was coming from. Three mm-hmm. months ago, they were living high on the hog, and then all of a sudden this happens, and three and a half, four months later... They're asking for free food. We never thought yeah. something like this could happen in this country.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And what, what, what it did, going back to the original question you asked me, was how the COVID changed things. If you, if you go back to the people who put Trump in the White House, it was a lot of the upper Midwestern people who were probably in their 50s and 60s who were former union people, yeah. blue-collar people who all of a sudden realize? you know what, the American dream is gone for them. I mean, they don't have factory jobs up there. Um, you know, all the jobs have gone over to China, all the manufacturing jobs. And they're like, you know what, this guy Trump's going to come in, and he's going to he knows how to make money, and he's, he's going to bring <laughs> us back jobs, and he's going to bring back all this manufacturing. It's, so those people, one, they're either dying off. Two, they're all of a sudden realizing, okay, he didn't come through. And now add to that the people who are – with COVID or who are losing their jobs because of COVID they're in that situation. Now they are the 2016 voters who were upset about the fact that the American dream was gone because of foreign trade. Now it's the American dream is gone because COVID because we didn't take care of our situation. Uh And that's where I think it's changed. And I I think it's going to be difficult for Trump to overcome it, even though I still think he's going to come close. And I still think he could possibly win, but uh, I do think the majority of, of the country uh, understands that. And I do think, and I'll go back to what I said before: if if he had just done some smart things in March, that he understood, according to the interviews with Bob Woodward, he I, he would have been he would have been a landslide president for a second term. Now, do
0: you? Because and I and I've been making this argument too, that do you think the Senate? is going to be flipped to Democrat.
1: I think it's gonna go 51-49 is my prediction.
0: Because my thought and for Democrats. Because my thought is if that happens and the House is still Democrat, will they try to impeach him again?
1: Um Yeah, I think they will. I think they will try to. I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they'll get the votes to do it. Uh, But they could because you might see some Republicans are like, okay, I'm tired of this. Well, that's he doesn't have to run again.
0: And that's the other thing, too, is because what's happened is he's torn the Republican Party apart. And so many of these Republicans had to sit back and shut their mouths because they couldn't go against them. The only governors I've seen going against them right now is the one in Ohio who basically Mm -hmm. said, we're going to do this and we're going to stop this this virus. And he's gotten flack and criticism by his own party because he's going against the president and I'm sure there's other ones out there too doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, uh Baker in Massachusetts and Hogan in Maryland have have been somewhat uh, certainly not loudly vocal but uh they they've been they've been anti-Trump and they've been able to hold actually hold some uh, pretty good uh, favorable numbers in in those states. Uh-huh. Uh, but um yeah, I I think I think the problem may be for him, even if he does win a second term, he may he may start doing some really scary stuff because he doesn't have to worry about running for re-election. But I do think Republicans that will be in the House and the Senate may go, OK, we don't have to worry about him anymore because he ain't running again.
0: Right. And um, I know covid numbers have increased in West Virginia right now that they spiked. Yep. According to today, they spiked. And they're noticing spikes throughout the country, which is one of the reasons why mail-in ballots became so prominent. Do you see, I mean, how do you see people turning out tomorrow? Um, in the? Do you see it being a high turnout? Do you see it being a moderate turnout or a low turnout because of
1: the virus? I, th- I think in some states it's going to be kind of a low turnout because so many people have done the mail-in ballots. Right um <coughs> excuse me but i think in i don't have covid by the way just because <laughs> um the um but i do think in i do think in the upper midwestern states um i i think you'll see i think you'll see a, a sizable turnout i still think like places in west virginia people are going to go out there now the problem is is that you know you know, with the rallies that Trump's been holding and then people going out to vote. Yeah. I mean, you may see even more spike, you know, maybe you know, maybe by Thanksgiving, we might see an incredible spike throughout the country, especially in those areas. I mean, they just there was a report out today. I think it was done through Stanford and they traced I... the last 18 uh, rallies that Trump had. And the number of positive cases is through the roof. I think they had I think there were 700 deaths attributed to 30,000, I think, is what they said were
0: um that were positive, positive cases, yeah, yeah. And I saw the same article, and I'm looking at it, going, "Wow, that's scary." But of course, yeah. we don't talk about that in the media, which I don't understand. Well, no, that was in there. No, that well, was in there. No,
1: no, but, no. They were, they were. You know, it was a New York Times piece, I know that was in there. Right,
0: but it, but it it hasn't. I don't know if it's hit the, hit the major networks yet, though, because I watched the news tonight and it was not mentioned. So yeah. it may be in the Times. But I don't know. Again, I don't know. I just am so flabbergasted about what's going on right now that people don't realize. Now, I know in my voting place, and I did not do mail-in ballot, um, and I hate to say that, but I'm a tad bit skeptical on it. Not because it's not safe, but I have an issue with the county that I'm in. Um, There were some issues that we found out about beforehand. I figured, you know what, I'm just going to go to the polling place. Now I found out... The polling place is now doing the election differently than we've done in the past because we used those computers that you would stand up and you would actually do it. They won't let us use those now because of being able to keep those clean and sanitized. Now we have to, which is great, we're going to have to take a pen, circle in like we're doing an SAT test, give the poll worker the card, they scan it, and then on the scan it says if it's been okay or not. I don't know if I feel that safe. I'd rather do it the way I was doing it before and wear gloves or have a mask or have my own handy wipes. Um,
1: But well, you're probably going to need that anyway. (laughs) But what you talked about is what we did for early voting here in North Carolina. We did that exact same thing.
0: I have to take my own pen with me. I was told. Um, Yep. I can't can't use theirs. I have my own pen and I have my own. They give me my card, but I, I I mean, I voted. I voted. Every election I could, starting when I was 18 years old. And I remember going into the old machines where you'd you'd push down the, the, the tabs. Then when we went to computerized, and now this one. This is the first time I've ever done this. I've never done a paper ballot before like this. So this is going to be very interesting to see how this works out. But... Wow. It's going to be it's going to be good. And if we think about it, let's go back to 2000 with the wonderful uh, hanging chads in Florida. Do you see something like that (laughs) happening again?
1: I you know, I I don't think so. I I think the big thing is going to be is just is Trump causing problems of the vote taking so long to to tabulate and that, oh, you know, it could be somebody, you know, putting other votes in there. I, I do think that they've They've cleaned up a lot of the problem, like you were saying, like the chads, like mm-hmm. uh, like tomorrow when you when you when you, you know, etch a sketch in that thing, you got to fill in that block. Yeah. You got to really color in that block quite a bit. You can't put a check or anything like no. that. You got to you got to blanket all in. So I, I do think I don't think you're going to see as many problems with that. You know, the problem's going to be is, you know, where those ballots are stored, um, you know, if. And again, I don't think they're they're putting them online or into computers anywhere. So I don't think that I don't think Mr. Putin can get in there and change any of them. Uh, So I do think it's safer that way. Um, But um, I don't know. You you know, we haven't really had the voter fraud, the problems that we've had. The the only one we had was in in the last election. Um, was in um, the 9th District of North Carolina. I mean, it was just, you know, guys were just going and collecting collecting oh, yeah, I old remember people th- and then changing I, them. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, <laughs> there was a representative
0: doing it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> Going, hey, we'll take him. Not a problem. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. And again, as you and I said before we went on tonight, um, Trump is screaming and yelling. He thinks he's going to win this by a landslide, but he's so afraid of the mail-in ballots that he wants the election to be decided tomorrow night. The election yeah. has never been decided in one night because it's always projections. It's not the actual vote count. And if that was the case, no,
1: absolutely right.
0: If that was yep. the case, two thousand would have been over, and we wouldn't have had the court case that we had during the during the hanging chads.
1: Yeah, and, and you're also going to see, you know, the earlier voting is going to come in. I mean, if it's people who are voting tomorrow, yeah. you're going to have a lot more Republicans voting tomorrow than you're going to have uh, Democrats. See, I agree Democrats with that, Democrats are all, the majority of them are going to be there. Now, just to refute that a little bit, I, I know when I was voting, I saw a lot of people that were, I thought were Trump voters that were voting early with me. So it might not be all of them. But they call, could have also flipped their, they could have also
0: voted for Biden, too. So, again, it's yep. just one of those situations. Now, I don't know if you heard this story or not, which I thought was really interesting because I think I think the Trump voter the voters have become, and and maybe uh, maybe I'm um, stereotyping, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't know if you heard the issue with our um, lieutenant governor's wife, who is a naturalized citizen, John Fetterman's wife, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. racially profiled at a supermarket two weeks ago. And people were yelling at her to go back to where she came from because she's from the, um, Brazil, and they were using the n word and epitha and everything, epithets and everything else. And it's like, wow, you have someone that is up there in government in the state of Pennsylvania, and people are still yelling at her. And they knew who it was. People wow. have no 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 filter anymore. They feel that it, this whole idea of freedom of speech. Um, I think has gone a little bit awry because when freedom of speech was created, it was for people to be able to basically communicate um, uh, news on street corners. We didn't have electronic media. If I say something now and I'm working for a TV or a radio station, they can pull me off the air because they don't agree with me. That's not infringing my freedom of speech. That may be affecting their broadcast license. So people don't understand how that works, and they feel that everybody should have the right to say whatever they want. But yet again, that's infringing on what I want to hear. So where does freedom of speech begin, and where does it end?
1: Well, actually, you're bringing up a couple of really good things there. Um, a great book called Strangers in Their Own Land is by R. Lee Russell Hochschild. And this is a woman who was a sociologist. I think she was out of Berkeley, and she went and she lived in the South to figure out. And it's exactly what you were saying before. Why do people vote against their interests? And it was these Southerners who were voting for, you know, you know bring these jobs in, and uh, you know, all these corporations were coming in. All they were doing was polluting. Yep. they didn't create any jobs, or so they were bringing other people in. And and she had a great, uh, she had a great analogy or explanation of it. And she said, your freedom to do what you want to do should not infringe on my freedom from something I don't want. Right. And so what you're seeing here is, uh, and I've always said is that the United States is a great system when the formula is the individual versus the common good, when you have that battle and it's the battle we see in baseball, uh, the field is the common good. There's an individual batter who gets up against them. And then in the next half inning, that individual batter becomes part of the common good. Right. And once you have that battle going on and it, it's working perfectly, that's when America thrives. And we haven't had that really since the 1990s. Yeah, it's been a long and time. What, what, what we're seeing now is, is that the individual rights are just ramrodding over everybody so you know the whole mask thing yes you're taking away my freedom of speech no i'm not i'm trying to make it so that the 20 people down here aren't going to get sick or you're not going to get sick and it's it just it just doesn't it doesn't make sense i can do what i want to do because i'm an american well part of it is is you you've got to care about the common good as well that's that's part of your responsibility as an american And we just don't have, we've lost it. And I think it's beginning to come back because we're beginning to see, I mean, look at the, look at the medical workers that have died trying to save, trying to save people. They put their lives on the line uh, for that. And I think we're beginning to see things like that where people are going, you know what, we've got to get back to helping people. And I think that's what it's going to be, but you're exactly right. It's, it's it's this freedom of speech It's freedom to do what you want to do and you know for so long we've been told hey you know you're free to do what you want to do that that helps make an america great again Yeah, it doesn't anymore no and
0: i told someone this too and i may have mentioned it to you if that was the case we would have never won world war Two, because the- with the rationing with lights being out at a certain time, air raid drills, everything else that was going on in this country at the time, and working towards one effort. I mean, look at look at the money that they raised through savings bonds and or war bonds at the time. Look at look at the way the the media was working together to get people involved. Now, of course, a lot of that was propaganda that was getting the U.S. citizen to buy into the whole supporting of World War II. But it worked for the most part because, again, it was for the quote-unquote common good. They weren't using it for illicit gains, um, like some could say is, be- is happening right now. Because some of these commercials we're seeing that are coming from Trump are just vicious. And I will give Joe Biden credit on this. When Trump was in the hospital for COVID, who now all of a sudden he's Superman, um. Biden pulled every negative add-on that he had on the air because he did not feel it was right to attack him while he was in the hospital. When was mm-hmm. the last time you had a presidential candidate that had decency to do that?
1: Uh, it would have been
0: over four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. And, and the first debate that we saw, which was a downright fiasco, because Trump couldn't stay on script, and he was attacking left and right, and he was attacking things that made no sense whatsoever. The second debate, or the final debate, the same thing. He was just going off on tangents. Now, he was much calmer, but still, it's just, I don't understand how, as a, as a citizen, this is what you want representing your country. I just don't understand that.
1: Well, and I always, I always say to people is that, you know, w- would you go work for him? No. I mean, would you feel comfortable working for him? I don't think you would. Would you do business with him? No, I don't think you would. And, you know, if he was a member of your family, I mean, would you want him over for dinner? I don't think so. Well, now On a- the other hand, I, there's a lot of people I have met who, who know him yeah. and say he's actually very engaging one-on-one that he's actually he's he's kind of clintonesque is the way he was described by a couple of people.
0: But is so is this an act is what it is because we've seen the the uh, old reporting from years ago when he said if I run for president I'm going to run as a Republican because they'll believe everything. I mean honestly is it an act? Yeah. Is he truly uh, I mean is he looking at this as a way for him to prosper because I don't see him doing anything for the country I see him doing it for himself just the properties well, right, and the and money I... he's making on his properties because of what we have to pay to keep him safe and how they're billing us I mean what they're charging at a trump property for him to be at his own property is downright ridiculous
1: yeah and the amount of money that they've that they uh, the taxpayers have spent already for it is, is amazing I personally still think that he didn't think he was going to win in two thousand. I don't think he did he just, either. He wanted to create Trump Trump Media or you know the Trump TV station or whatever, and I and I I think that's what he's thinking now. I think he thinks that um, Rush is going to die. He's going to take over that. Uh, he'll probably have Trump TV <laughs> where he'll have his own you know, pontificating show that would be, you know, uh, you know, like an AON show or even a, you know, Fox at Night type show. Um, my The thing is, though, is that he's, I don't know, I, I, I still still think there's a lot of indictments he's going to be facing. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's going to be
0: very interesting to see what happens. I think he's afraid to get out because he's afraid to be invite, indicted.
1: And not only him, yeah, but and his kids. I think kids. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah, one of the reasons he's not going to leave.
0: Yeah, um, they they were uh, yesterday was the yesterday I guess it was. I mean, you know, he was really worried about Pennsylvania. He sent Tiffany. I didn't even know Tiffany was even campaigning for her dad, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> and whatever happened to Marla Maples?
1: Do we know? You know I don't know i had a I had a buddy of mine who actually she hit on him one time, and um does he have money? And he tells the story <laughs> he well he he didn't have enough money, and he was i think at the time he was he was with the woman who eventually became his wife, so he was like, oh god he I'd better not do this so. right uh, but he thought he was he was really impressed that Marlon Maples actually hit on him. So. <laughs> But I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what that. a
0: world we live in. And it's going to be interesting to watch the next few days play out. John, I appreciate it as always. And I know I'm going to have you back on the air here soon so we can discuss what has happened, because it will be very interesting to dissect everything to see which way it goes. Because, again, we never know what's going to happen.
1: Well, we don't. And I do think I do think the next three or four months are going to be really difficult for the country, no matter who wins the presidency. I think I, we're, we, we've got a slog. We've we've got a battle for for everybody because it's, it's going to be scary. I think the next uh, definitely the next three or four. Well, months.
0: and it's also if Trump does lose, how is he going to handle the next two and a half months? Good
1: question. That, that's a that, good, good question.
0: That right there is going to be interesting. And one thing he did say this week, he was upset that Joe Biden didn't put out a list of his Supreme Court candidates. My response yes. is, who is he going to fill? There's not going to be anybody leaving the court anytime soon now.
1: Oh, he, no, he's got four more to put on. Oh, oh that's right. He's not supposed to say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, But, again, it's going to be interesting. And one thing I was surprised, and you and I mentioned this before, before I let you go, is that we mentioned that I think Joe Biden should have released his cabinet about a month ago so we knew who he was going to put in place because I think that would have also helped his chances of winning.
1: Um, I do think so. On the other hand, it, it, it would have left them open to, oh, look at how somebody far from the left, or, or uh, look well, how, oh, I got a mod, to got a mushy moderate in there, something like that. That's so a good point. I didn't I, think, I think of that. It, I, I think it would have it would have given um, it would have been the same argument is that. You know, a lot of the Republicans are saying, oh, Biden's a socialist. And then other ones are going like, oh, he doesn't like black people. Remember how he was bad to black people when he was kind of a law and order kind of guy? Mm -hmm. So it just kind of leaves it open. Um, But at the same time, too, I do hear a lot of people talking about what the cabinet would be. And to be honest with you, I think he's actually got a shot at a really decent cabinet of people. We were talking about Pete Buttigieg, uh, of, of different people like that who could come in. Um, that would be very helpful, and I think it is going to be a team. It'll be it'll be a team of rivals, like Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote about on Abraham Lincoln in that great book. Mm. Well,
0: again, it will be interesting to see what happens. I'll be looking at your, I'll be watching your Twitter feed tomorrow because I can't wait to see what you have to say. So, uh, Super. John, you you have a great night. Thank you very much. I'll get in touch with you again here real soon, and we'll uh, rehash everything that happens tomorrow. So again, you have a great night, and thanks again.
1: Much appreciated, Bill. Thank you so much, and
0: uh, we will talk soon. Uh, Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Uh, John Daly on the show tonight from the website, informed, not inflamed. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a hoot nanny tomorrow night. That's all I can say. It may not be the right turn, but it's going to they're going to go kicking and screaming. I know that much. Anyhow, that's going to wrap it up for yours truly, Bill Alexander, here on a Monday night. Remember, tomorrow is Election Day 2020. Please remember to vote if you haven't done it already. And you guys have a great night. We'll talk to you next week, here on if not sooner, here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
1: This has been a Million Dollar Baby production. For more information, go to italknet.com.
0: Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumpke CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumpke drivers are home daily, work in a recession resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most: our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.
1: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that...